There is one word that will make most sailors cringe, and that word is deployment. For a lot of sailors, deployment means working 12-hour days or longer, hitting the gym, then sleeping for a few hours only to repeat that same schedule day after day after day after day. Deployment has its perks, like being forced to save money, seeing the world and hitting ports, and creating memories and sea stories to tell your grandchildren. But while deployed across the world, some sailors have spouses, kids, pets, and homes that are waiting for them to return. In this episode of Ears Adrift, we'll talk to the spouses about what it's like on their end of deployment. I'm your host, MC2 Levingston Lewis, and welcome to Ears Adrift. So I went down to Norfolk, Virginia to see my old ship, the USS Wasp, return home after doing a home port shift all the way from Sasebo, Japan. I got to the pier and masses of families and relatives were all gathered around. Some were speaking to each other, some were listening to the Navy band, but all of them were anxiously waiting for the return of their husbands, their wives, their dads, and their mothers. So I went up to Elizabeth Nelson and asked what deployment was like for her. They get like taken away and they can't talk to you all the time. And so like when you have, you know, important things going on in your life, it's like that's the one person you want to talk to. And you have to just kind of find someone else that's willing to be there and be that shoulder to cry on. Then I talked to Megan Metters and she said, So I basically have just been a single mom since he, because since then he's been gone pretty much a lot because he's been on this ship. And then I talked to Mara Bach. Then she told me, uh, don't be afraid to ask for help because it can be hard and there are other spouses. Like, don't be afraid to reach out to your ombudsman's or your, you know, FRG or anyone in the command or any other spouse because there are people who are feeling the same exact way as you. So don't be afraid to ask for help. So who would one go to if they needed help while their spouse was deployed? Well, Mayor happened to mention ombudsman, which is... My role, you know, our role as ombudsman is we are the communication link between the command and families. So it becomes... This is Amy Moore, the command ombudsman for cryptologic warfare activity Um, 6-7. Both the CEO and the families at home rely on us for the accurate and timely information. So we are their main, you know, their main link between the two. So I asked Amy if she could break down what a deployment is like for our listeners that might be expecting a deployed spouse or for someone that's just curious. She said that there were three sections. The first one is we're just getting used to, you know, almost it's like a morning process. You're you're missing them. You know, you wish you could make things different, but you can't. So it's finding a new rhythm and a new routine uh, with yourself and your children. Amy says then you move into the second phase, which is when you find that new rhythm and routine and you finally accepted that your spouse is deployed, but it's all good. You're surviving and you've established a routine to help time pass by. And then you have your third one where you're preparing for them to come home and reintegration is always um, a huge challenge for not just the service members, but the family as well. So I wanted to do this episode because my first deployment as a sailor was super rough and I really didn't consider how hard it was on my spouse. I worked 12-hour days or longer on the flight deck as a fuelie, which is formerly known as the Aviation Bosun's Mate Fuels. We fueled aircraft, LCACs, Humvees, 8, 
fueled some more, ate, fueled, slept, fueled, and my ship, the USS Wasp, didn't see land for over a hundred days. While all of this was going on, my wife and daughter were at home without me, just waiting for me to get back. I never really asked my wife what it was like without me once I got back from deployment because once I got back, we were too busy trying to reintegrate with one another. I was trying to be a father. So I decided to finally ask her what it was like on her end of the deployment. I'm nervous. Why? I'm nervous I'm going to sound stupid. You're not going to sound stupid. <laughs> this is my wife, Kristen. I really didn't know how much I was going to miss you until you were gone. And then it was really, really, really bad. Because it was such a long deployment and I'd never been away from you for that long before. And knowing that you were going to be that far away, I was like worried if you were going to be safe, if you were going to be around like good people. Like, were you going to hate your job and just be stuck overseas and there was nothing I could do to help you or make you feel better? And then there was also, like, you weren't there with us. And we had Christmases and Thanksgiving and birthdays and major milestones that you just weren't able to be there for. And that is just kind of sad to think that you had to miss those things, you know. Then I asked her to describe to me a time where it was really bad or when she missed me the most. The worst time is when... Pearl would ask me where you were and when you would be home, but she was too little to understand the answer, so she would just be sad. And so that was like really depressing to have to like watch our child wonder about you and ask about you, but then not understand why you couldn't be there and only understand that you weren't. So then I asked her, how did she occupy her time? Uh, I tried to get out and find things that I could do that would occupy my time so that I couldn't dwell on the fact that you weren't there. So um, I volunteered to be a youth soccer coach. Um, I started taking Pearl to school, or not school, sorry, church with your mom. Um, we got out and just did as much as we could out in public, even if it was just like shopping uh, like along antique stores or whatever, because the faster, you know, Time flies when you're having fun, and if you're not thinking about it, it's kind of just out of sight, out of mind. You can't really be sad. Like, you always know in the back of your head that you're not there, but if you can occupy your time, it does make it a little bit easier. Deployment will change you, and it will change your family, but that doesn't necessarily mean in a negative way. For me and my family, it made our bond that much stronger. Having to feel that hurt and missing each other so much, we don't take for granted the time that we have together each day, and that's something special that you'll only get from something like a deployment. In closing, a piece of advice to all you service members tuning in, ask your spouse, your girlfriend, your kids, or whoever you were distant from during your deployment what it was like on their side of the world. Okay guys, that's it for this episode of Ears Adrift. Keep us on your radar and keep posted for new episodes each month. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, 
Facebook, Spotify, or on our website at www.ah.mil. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm your host, MC2 Levingston Lewis. See you soon.